0: Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. There is something about the name. There's something about the name. I'm going to turn to... Matthew chapter 1 and read a few Verses of scripture that you will recognize and then I am going to talk about God is called by a lot of names uh, Lots of them I'm going to be talking about several I think there's like 11 names that I want to talk about this morning But there's really a lot more names than that that God is called But I want to they're dealing with these that actually deal with us that has something to do with us so and our walk with God. So I I want to talk about them. I want to read Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse number 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. And now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for this lovely group of people that's come into your house this morning on this Memorial Day. Lord, this is a good time to remember you today. God, and all the battles that you have fought for us. I pray that we'd move today and bring our minds together, God. Strengthen us by the word this morning. Lord, encourage us by the word this morning. And let us realize that we're never alone. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And start my clock, please, because I want to look at that clock. Hallelujah. There is something about... Look at your neighbor and say, there's something about the name. You know, today in the world that we live in, there's little thought given today about naming children or what the names really mean. It's more about naming them after someone or who are we going to name them after or what are we going to call them. But I doubt very many times if that name has really looked up and seen what it really means. It's just because, well, I like the name and this is what I want, so I'm going to name it this. Amen. There's an old song that we used to sing many years ago. And uh, it says this. He is my everything. He is my all. Everybody said all. He is my everything, both great and small. Everything I need, I find in Jesus. Everything. Everybody said everything. Everything that I need, I find in Jesus. I thank you all for coming this morning. You've really done good for Pastor. You told him, he told you, if you all weren't going to be out of town, please come. I thank you all. Man, it's good to see all of you this morning. Glad you came. Praise the Lord. I want to talk about a little bit about the names of God this morning. And, uh, and, and I want to bring in a little scripture. And, and i have got a lot of scripture, really. but uh, I don't usually have that much scripture, but I do this morning. So I want you to stay with me. How many will help me minister this morning? And I hope you'll grab a hold of some of this. I want to talk about the name Jehovah Hasenu. H O S E-E-N-U, Hasenu, which means Jehovah, my maker. Everybody said he's my maker. Man, in Psalms 139, verse 14, it says this. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully, everybody said fearfully, and wonderfully, everybody said wonderfully, made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Well, I began uh, as I studied these names of God, and I began to think about what they meant. That He made us fearfully. Think about God being in fear, making you, but fearfully. And the Bible said, "and wonderfully." Somebody said, "I'm wonderfully made." Now, I know. Sitting in our midst this morning is some people that don't feel that way. They don't feel that they were fearfully and wonderfully made. But I'm going to tell you, God did not make a mistake on you. And can I tell you this morning that I believe in this hour and in this day, people are trying to change their looks. But He done a good job on you. Somebody say He done a good job on me. I, hope, I wish I could have just zeroed in on everybody and seen if everybody said that because I feel like there's some of you that even might have said that that you don't really feel that way that, that you look in the mirror and say there's nothing good about this but the Lord knew what he was doing when he made you he made you fearfully and he made you wonderfully come on hallelujah he put your looks together there's not another one like you and probably your family would say, Amen. I know mine would. And uh, so I know that He fearfully and He made me. Amen. Sister McGee says He broke the mold, you know. But uh, and And who knows, He may have, you know. But the truth is that this Jehovah, my Maker this morning, Fearfully and wonderfully made me, and He fearfully and wonderfully made you, and you don't have to wonder if you're all right or not. In fact, you don't have to worry about what everybody else thinks because God made you like He wanted you. Come on. We're not all the same size. We're not all, maybe. Looking like in the face. You know, we don't always smell the same. Come on. But there's something about you that God said, I'm going to make you unique from everybody else. Think about what God's doing. He's making everybody, but he's making everybody their own individual person. He put personality in you. Different than your brother and sister. And notice that when he puts you together with your mate, he usually does not put you together in personalities. Because usually you're opposites. Come on. And in that something? He puts two opposites together and they fare pretty good because they're opposite. If they was alike, they probably wouldn't fare too well. I mean, could you see two Brother Grosses? I mean, two personalities just like him and Sister Roxanne got the same personality he has? Or how about on the other hand, if we had two Sister Roxanne personalities? It, It might not be so smooth. Come on, church. But God knew what he was doing, and he made you. Even though he made you opposite, he put you together, and you work all right. Hey, 53 years almost, of my wife and I have been together. Counting the time of going together, it's been longer than that. And, and we've made it pretty good. We've had our little trials and our little troubles, and we've had to sit down and talk about things. Let me tell you, no marriage is perfect. There is bumps in the road just like there is in life's roads. You're going to have bumps. You're going to have times that you think, I'm not very fearfully and very wonderfully made. In fact, there is times in our life that I've not been proud of myself. Anybody ever been there where you didn't feel proud of yourself? Amen. Amen. You didn't feel good about yourself. But the Lord said in Scripture, I fearfully and wonderfully made you. And that my soul knoweth right well. Hallelujah. What a great God. And then there are number two. Jehovah-rohi. R-O-H-I. Jehovah-rohi. It means Jehovah, my shepherd. Hallelujah. In Psalms 23 and 1, let me just take one phrase. The Lord is my shepherd. In other words, he is telling us right off of the bat that I'm your shepherd, I'm your leader. Come on. And where we get in trouble is we forget who's ahead of the house. I'm not talking about our literal house, but our spiritual house. We forget that God brought us into this world, and he's going to be the one that takes us out. And a lot of that is up to us when he takes us out. It's how we live. Come on. Mm -hmm. It's what we do with our life. You... (laughs) It's what we do with our life. It's what we do with, with how, it's how we serve Him or if we serve Him. It's if we serve Him completely or we just serve Him haphazard. You know. It all makes a difference. He said, I'm your shepherd, so whatever I do, you're supposed to do, in other words. Because a shepherd leads the flock. Sometimes we've got it mixed up and we think that we lead the flock and the shepherd follows us. But the truth is, he has put a shepherd over us to lead us. And to guide us and direct our path. So, I'm glad for Jehovah-Raha. Somebody said Jehovah-Raha. Number three, Jehovah-Jireh. That means Jehovah, my provider. Psalms 23 and 1, let me take one little bitty part from that. It says, I shall not want. I don't know about you, but I like promises like that. The Lord's my shepherd, and I shall not want. Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody say, I shall not want. Glory. Hallelujah. That tells me that when we get in need, mm, Jehovah Jireh is going to take care of me. Because he fearfully and he wonderfully made me, and I've got enough sense to believe that the maker that made me knows how to take care of me. And he will not leave me in want. Now I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanna, I wanna I wanna go, I wanna take that to another level. He, he says, we shall not want. In other words, our needs are gonna be taken care of. Not everything that we fasten our eyes upon is God's will. How I many of you have ever fastened your eyes on something and you wanted it so bad and you got it, and after you said, got it, you wish you'd never seen it? Could have been a vehicle. Been there? Man, I want that so bad. Man, that thing looks good. I want that. I remember, I won't tell you nothing about what it, what it was or nothing, I, it, it spoiled the story, but I remember one time, Sister McGee and I, when we were young, you know, And you, I know, you, I'm i trying to remember back that far this morning, but uh, when we were young, and I remember going and looking at, at a car, and man, I thought, oh, man, that thing is sharp. Man, it, I know you can't believe, but, you know, but Bishop did have about three convertibles in his time. And this was a convertible, and that thing, boy, it it shined. It looked good. I mean, this was the berries. I wanted it so bad. Sister McGee, we got it. It was pretty and red and had black interior and a black top, and it was a bright red car, and, you know, and it had them little spinners that come out on it. Amen. I I ain't going to tell you what it was, but we'll just anyway. It was so pretty. I mean, it, 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 man, I thought, really, I want this. And we got that. And we, I spent almost as much time working on the thing as I did driving it. It didn't have no miles. It only had like 45,000 miles on it. Should not have been having trouble. Amen. But I went through transmissions, and I wasn't the one driving it. My wife drove it. I was I, I, had a, I had a company truck that I drove. It wasn't she was hard on transmissions. It was that car. It just wasn't right. So I went through the transmission the first time, and it worked. And we put it back in there, and it lasted and a little while, and the next thing you know, it went out again. We went through it again, and we put it back in there, and it lasted a little while, and then went out again. So I just got a whole transmission, put it in this that time. Yeah, yeah. I'll just tell you how good it was. It was so nice looking. It drove so nice and was such a nice car that my father-in-law liked it. He, he drove it. I was, I was overhauling his car for him, and he drove it, and he thought, man, this is all right. This is, I love it. I said, boy, that's a nice car. I thought, yeah, you ain't paying the bills on that thing. So we got shed of that thing. It was a pretty piece of junk. It looked good, but it wasn't good. Come on. But God fearfully and wonderfully made you. And the good part about it, and I always put this on the end of it, He fearfully and wonderfully made you. And because of that, you and I have got hope beyond this world. Because we were made in the likeness of God, made He Him. Come on, church. Come on, if he made you in the likeness of God or himself, how do you think that he made a mistake on you? In other words, can I put it this way? That he give us some options in our life that we can make our our life more like his. We are made in the likeness of Him. Therefore, we can be like Him if we choose to be. You know what the problem is in this world today? Nobody chooses to walk with God. They want to partly walk with Him. And you can't partly walk with Him. You'll either walk with Him or you're going to go the other way. Come on, you can't walk two ways at the same time. You can't walk the way of the Master and the way of the world. Someplace there's got to come a separation. But if you want to, you can be like Jesus if you'll walk. Oh, I know, there, yeah, I can hear, so I can almost hear it feeding back right now. Yeah, 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 I hear you. I don't have it in me. Yeah, you do. If you got the Holy Ghost, you got it in you. Because I don't walk. By my flesh, but by the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. So number four, Jehovah Shalom. That means Jehovah my peace. In Psalms 23 and verse number two, it says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Oh, glory. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Now, I'm going to... I want to clear this up right now. Where it says, he maketh me. That don't mean he comes over here and kind of gives you a pooch and said, you'll rest here a while. No. What that means is, is I'll make conditions for you where you can rest. Come on. I'll give you a place, amen, that you can pasture. I'll give you a place that you'll feel good and you'll feel rested. I'll give you a place, amen. I'll give you some green pastures and I'll give you a place that's peaceful that you can have peace of God. And the only place that you can find the peace of God that passes all understanding is the Holy Ghost. Come on, joy and peace comes by the Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit of God that comes in you that makes things peaceful. What it is, is... We get all carried away in ourselves sometimes. And we stew and fret and depend on our mind. Ah, Mistake number one. We depend on our mind to make all of the decisions and we try to work everything out ourselves. Anybody, I know there's nobody in here that does that, right? There's nobody that ever gets your money out and counts it and see if you've got enough or not. You just say, oh, well, the Lord will take care of it. No, wrong. You get out the bank account. You start looking at the checkbook. You look at say, how much money's in your pocket and see if you can do it instead of checking with the Lord first. Anybody ever? Yeah. Come on. He said, but I'm going to make you lie down in green pastures. I'm going to give you a place of rest. Somebody said rest. Somebody say, I want that rest. I want that place, don't you? You know what? There is people who will stay home and worry about something instead of coming to church. Let me tell you, the best place you can go when you're worrying about stuff is to Church. If you want to get rid of that worry a little bit, come into the presence of God and sit down in his presence. Come on. Start meditating upon him. Yeah. And finally, brethren, whatsoever things that are honest and whatsoever things that are true and whatsoever things that are just and whatsoever things that are pure. Come on. And whatsoever things that are lovely, if there be any virtue, come on. Think upon these things. You know what? We started thinking about everything that's negative instead of positive. And I serve a positive God that said you were fearfully and wonderfully made. You've got hope today because of him. Woo! Glory. There's something about the name. When you speak the name of Jesus, there's just something good going on. Hallelujah. Isaiah 28 and 12 says, To whom he said, This is the rest, wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. But notice the last phrase, Yet they would not hear. I guess as long as we're in this world, there's something about nature in us that we worry. Worry about our families, worry about our kinfolk, worry about the church, worry about everybody in the church. And I've often said it there's none of that that we can change. You know what? We must not worry about what we can't change. There's some things you just can't change. And we'd be better off just to put them in God's hands and say, God, here it is. You ever stood and fretted over something so long that you got sick? In fact, you stood and fretted over it so long that you got weak in your body? Come on. You actually got sick and actually got down. You couldn't hardly go because you're worrying. Your mind is so carried away in all these things of the world. Come on. In all the cares of life. When if I just think on Jesus, if I, oh, Sister McGee, if we could just, you know, we could almost sing a little, and I think of his goodness and all he's done for me. ha, <laughs> ha. Come on. If I could just start thinking on the good things of God and get all of this junk that's in Hey, you know what it is? It's a load we carry in from the world, and the devil wants you to focus on your past. Notice, he never bothers you about your future, but it's your past that he deals with. You know why? Because that is where he got you. That's where he had a hold of you. But I'm telling you, I'm not that same person. I've been fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on. How? I've been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. i got some power now. Come on. i got something in me that knows how to conquer the devil. And we've got the power and authority to do it. Yet we'll worry ourselves to death. Depressed, you know, depression is one of the biggest things of our day. And it's not just adults. In fact, children are one of the big things. A lot of little kids are wondering how tomorrow's going to turn out for them. Come on. And I know that you might not admit it, but there's some of you sitting in here right now that's wondering how things is going to turn out for the end of your life. And maybe some of you rightfully so. Because you need to change some things. But I've been fearfully and wonderfully made and I've got hope. So I might as well use the hope. Oh, Jesus. So I'm going to give you a rest... Wherein, wherewith, ye may cause the weary to rest. Hmm. You ever got so weary, so tired, that you laid down in your bed and you couldn't sleep because you was too weary? You rolled and you tumbled and you can't go to sleep? He said, I'm going to give you a place that wherein even the weary can rest. Where those that can't rest can have peace. Lord. There is peace in the midst of the storm, Brother Pat. Glory. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is the refreshing. And this is the refreshing. And this is the refreshing. Somebody said, and this is the refreshing. You don't get any more refreshing than you do when you come to the house of God. If I noticed something this morning. Everybody come in and some of you... You know, it's been away for a little while, and you're back, and I'm glad, and I'm so glad. But I've noticed something. When we all get together and we start seeing faces, and we come into this house where there's friends and there's family, and we feel comfortable, there's there's something about we watch the door and seeing who all's coming in. Oh, well, this is looking better. And, and, as, and you know, you come on now. As we watch the door and more people comes in the door, we start feeling better. Anybody? Oh, yeah, well, I'm glad to see them. Man, I'm feeling better. Hey, I may feel more like preaching now. Hey, you fooled me. There's more of you here than I thought there was going to be. You know why? I was fretting. I was fretting. I thought, oh, well, might just have to have prayer and go home. But the Lord began to move upon me with his name because his name is Wonderful. It's Counselor. It's Mighty God, Prince of Peace. Come on, the Mighty God is He. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He's not going to leave you alone. Yeah, praise God. I bring it to heart. Man, I've got through very many names here. Jehovah Rapha, R O P H E Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah my healer. Somebody said my healer. Ah, now I know y'all want, you're anxious now. You want to hear this. That's what I need, buddy. That's it, right there. James 5, 14 and 15 says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil. In the name of the Lord, and that's the name of Jesus. There is no other name given among men, whereby we must be saved. Only the name of Jesus. And the prayer of faith, everybody said faith, shall save the sick. Now, people have trouble with that. It's talking about healing. The Lord is going to save them, and He's going to heal them at the same time. He'll save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. In other words, he said they can come for healing. Come on. And I'll save them and heal them all at the same time. And yet, we won't come for prayer. Well, no use going up there. Bless God, I've been prayed for this a dozen times and nothing's happened. Well, if that's the kind of attitude you're going to come with, that's probably what you're going to go home with. But yet he has already told us that we've got hope. That's right. Oh, yeah. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's the healer. All right, I might as well tell the story. My little great-granddaughter, it was last week I believe it was, yes. My granddaughter come and my great-granddaughter and my little great-granddaughter was feeling so bad. She double ear infection. Molars trying to come through on each side, front teeth trying to come in all at the same time. She was just a mess. She just not, not herself at all. She was just having such a hard time. Sister McGee, I came in. Sister McGee said, Dear, go get your oil. I went and got the oil. My daughter was holding her. Her Mimi, Rebecca, was holding her. And we anointed her with oil, Brother Freddie. And we prayed for her. And I heard that daughter praying. I can't tell you last time she's at church. It's been a long time. But heard her voice praying for that little granddaughter of hers. Sister Cox, we got done praying. I went and put the oil away and I had no more and got back to the living room. Till this little girl just started. Completely different. She's talking, jabbering, and she wanted down from Mimi. And she took off going. And my daughter looked and she said, that's amazing. Come on, she's lived for God. She knows what it's all about. But she has forgot how quick God can work. Come on, some of you have prayed so long for something, but you forgot how quick he can work. If everything is all right in us, if everything, if our faith is right and everything's right, you'd be surprised how quick he can work. She said, Dad, we just prayed for her, and she wanted down that quick. She said, I've never seen anything like it. I'm going to tell you, it's a miracle when God does it like that. But you know what? I believe he done it in her presence just to prove hey, Becca, I'm still God. Just like when you served me, I'm still God. There's still hope for you. Come on. He's trying to help you all. There's still hope. Dixie, there's still hope. There's still hope for Michael. And I didn't even have to probe her, but I said, so we was out standing out the other night. I said, I want Michael to come through that door. She said, I know, I know. I've got to get in here first. I said, it's right. It's exactly right. Come on. Yeah, if you want your family to find God, you've got to first come yourself. Come on. If you're not going to show them the way, then they're not going to, they're not going to go. Come on. Usually children follow their family. And if family stays home, they're going to stay home. Boy, I could just stay here a little while. There's even instances in family when, you know, if, uh, well, if my hubby's going to stay home, I'm going to stay home with him. After I had a heart surgery and I'm still dealing with all that at home, I told my wife, I said, you going to church He said, dear, I don't like to leave you here, huh? So you go on church. Come on. Hallelujah. God is still God. If he's able to bring me through triple bypass, then he's able to keep me while you're going to church. Come on, church. Come on. There's no need of two parents staying home just to blow that poor kid's nose. Lord, let one of them receive something. Come on. You need to go get a drink while you can. It may be you staying at home with them tonight. But this morning, you ought to be in church. Come on. We didn't used to let things like that keep us from church. I know we're living in a different world. Oh, glory. And number six. Jehovah sit canoe T S I D K N K E N U K E N U Jehovah my righteousness everybody said righteousness Isaiah 64 and 6 says this but we are all as unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags And we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. So you understand that there is no good in us at all. And so you understand what that scripture is saying. When it says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. What it's talking about. The rags that uh, the leper would take. And he would hang it on a tree. He would wipe himself with that and he'd hang it on another a tree. And another leper come by and he would use that same rag and he would wipe himself and hang it on the tree. You know why? Because they all had the same thing. Come on. You wasn't going to be diseased. You was already diseased. Come on, church. So our righteousness is just like that rag that... The leper uses and then hangs on the tree for somebody else to use. We're filthy. None of us are good. No, not one. There's only one good the Bible said, and that's God. And it was in His likeness that He made us, so He didn't make a mistake in making us. He knows what He's doing. Come on. He's got your life in His hand. Glory, hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Psalms 23 and 3, we could use there also. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me. Come on, everybody! Somebody say, "Lead it." Now, how can you make a stake with somebody leading you? And else, the one leading use. Don't know where he's going, but I'm gonna tell you the one that's leading us knows which direction he's headed. In fact, he knows the road very well. In fact, can I tell you he made the road? The path is his. Yeah, yes, sir. Straight as the gate narrows the way, and few there be that find it. The wide they can, they can. You can walk side by side. I mean, you can have a, a whole load of them, six in a row. Traffic six going one way because wide is a gate, and many there be that go in there. At. But there's only one right way home. Come on, there's only one good path, and we got to find that path. And we've got to believe in the God that's our shepherd that's leading us, that He's not going to turn loose of us. Come on now. He's not going to drag you down his road, but he's going to walk, and he's not going to walk so far ahead, Brother Bob, that you don't know which way he went. ever tried to follow somebody through Nashville or some San Louis or Chicago? You're trying your best to follow them, and they get so far ahead of you that you lose sight of them? I know it isn't so bad now you can kind of pull out the smartphone and I've even learned how to use that. I guess it's smarter than I thought it was. It takes me places I don't know where I'm going. Everybody laugh. That's true. It will. The truth is Jesus will take you places that you don't know where you're going but it'll be all right. Come on. I don't care if it's a road where there's trouble waiting on you. It'll be all right. How many's been held up sometime on a trip, and then you got down the road a little piece, and there was an accident real bad, and you could have probably been right in the middle of it if it hadn't have been for that little out-of-the-way place that you griped and complained about? Come on now. That, that, that place that you know, oh, they're doing road work. My goodness. We all get all upset because I got a detour and I got a. And if you hadn't had that detour, you might have been faced in an accident. Let me tell you, he's the shepherd, and he knows where he's headed. You don't need to fret yourself. Jesus, take the wheel. You go ahead and drive, Lord, because you know better than I do. You've been this way before. I haven't. Glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I'm just going to tell you right now, this is one of my favorites. Number seven, Jehovah Shamal. Jehovah is, and I don't like to say, yeah, it, you know a lot of, uh, Jehovah's there. No, Jehovah's here. That's why I like that. That means Jehovah's here. Let me let me let me give you this one of my favorite scriptures. God is my refuge and strength. Come on, get a hold of that. God is my refuge and strength. He's my refuge. He is my refuge from the storm. Come on. He is where I run to when I'm in trouble. He is my refuge and my strength. In my weakness, the Bible said, he's made strong. It's when I get to the place that I give up and say, God, I can't go any farther, that the Lord said, yes, you can. You can do all things through me. I can't do it of myself. I'm not strong enough, Brother Pat. I can't do it. But through God I can do it. Through the Holy Ghost I can do it. He is my refuge and strength. And this is my favorite phrase. A very present help in trouble. Look at your neighbor and say very present. Now look at him and say present. Y'all went through this when you were in school. You know, teachers start, do you remember in grade school, kindergarten, they'd name off your name and you'd say, present. Present. The Lord don't do that. You know what he does? In Sister Cox's lowest minute, he said, I'm very present. In other words, I'm not just present, but I'm right by you. When he is very present, it's when you're just close enough to do just like Sister Roxanne's got Bob. She's got got her arm through his. He's very present. I've, I've got you. It's here. I'm very present. In your darkest hour. When you like to just take the world on because you're mad. He says, I'm very present. In other words, He's got his arm locked in yours. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. My God has never failed me yet. I've got confidence. God's going to see me through. No matter what the case may be, I know he's going to fix it for me. You know why? Because I've got confidence. I can depend upon him. Because he's very present, glory! I like it when he's very present. Cause I, 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 I I'm gonna use him as Jesus because he's a big fella here. Very present, man! I feel pretty good. You know, I believe I could walk down New York City streets now if I got hold this guy's arm. I'd feel a little better, you know? Huh? Yeah. I feel I feel some safety there because I feel that arm. Got some strength in it. Come on, church. You let me tell you, when you're in the arms of Jesus, you don't have to worry about nothing. Come on. He's very present. He knows where you're at. He knows when you're in trouble. Don't you fret. He's very present. Well, I better hurt. Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. Yeah. For he has said, I will never, somebody say never, leave you, leave thee, nor forsake thee. Come on. Come on, this God that made you, you think He's just going to let you go and never worry about where you're at, never be there to guide you? Nah, He made you so you could follow Him. He made you so you could be a servant. A servant follows his master and he does whatever his master wants him to do. Sometimes we have a little trouble with the orders. Hallelujah. Glory. I will never leave thee, never forsake thee. Number eight, Jehovah Nissi, N-I-S-S-I. Jehovah, my banner. Everybody said my banner. Psalm 60 and verse number four says, Thou hast given a banner. Everybody said, a banner to them that fear thee, that it may be displayed. Everybody said, display, because of truth. Selah. Now I know. He's given a banner. When you start looking up that banner in the Hebrew. It means a sale or a standard. I know this is one of the biggest things in apostolic movement. Well, I don't like their standards. Their holiness. I know, that went ka I know. But the truth is, McDonald's has got a standard of dress. Most places you work has got a standard of dress, a dress code that you go by. Why should the church not have one? Why should the Lord not have one? A sailboat's got a sail. It's stuck up there and it guides you. Come on now, stay with me. Don't lose yourself in this. That it may be displayed. Everybody said displayed. So holiness is displayed. Our standards should be displayed. Don't be ashamed of who you are and how you dress. it been very long ago. Somebody asked my wife. said. You're apostolic, aren't you? They do it all the time. You know why? Because it's display. We had, we had a couple sitting next to us, and you won't never guess where. They sat down right next to us, and this lady began to talk to us, her and her husband, didn't they, dear? Just began to talk to us. And she looked and she said, I knew you were all apostolic. She looked at my wife. She said, Because of the way you wear your hair and your dress, I knew you were apostolic. Come on. There are some things that we need to display and not be ashamed of it. Come on, men. Sometimes it's harder for us to show. But you know how we got to show it? It's got to be just as prevalent. It ought to be in our actions. Come on. In our talk. Come on. What we talk about. Where we go. Come on. Because there is a difference. We're separated. We're not like the world. But we've been separated from them. We set a standard. Because we want to. Come on. God wants us to know that we should be different. We should be separate. Come out from among them and be a separate, saith the Lord, and I'll receive you. Glory. Hallelujah. So our holiness should be displayed. He's our banner. Be proud of it. Thank the Lord. Number nine. Jehovah Mekdesh. M apostrophe K, A. D-D-E-S-H. Means Jehovah who sanctifies. Psalms 23 and 5. Thou anointest my head with oil. Come on. There is an anointing. And when that anointing comes on you, it cleanses you. When you receive the Holy Ghost, it cleanses you. You're baptized in Jesus' name. Come on. And those sins are washed away. He cleanses you. He sanctifies you. He makes you clean. Ephesians 5.26 says that he might sanctify and cleanse it. With the washing of water by the word. Come on. The word cleanses you. Come on. This word that I'm preaching and talking about and teaching about this morning will cleanse you if you'll give it a chance. This Jehovah that you and I know that made us, come on, fearfully and wonderfully made us. Come on, He cleanses us. Hallelujah. With the Word of God. Number 10, Jehovah Tishabah. T E T S E T S E B A O T H. T-S-E-B-A-O-T-H. Jehovah, Lord of hosts. Isaiah 13 and 4 says, The noise of a multitude in the mountains. Like as of a great people, a tumulous noise of kingdoms, of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts mustereth the host of the battle. The Lord of hosts mustereth the host of battle. That word mustereth there in the Hebrew means he takes charge. He oversees. He is in charge of or he cares for. He takes care in the battle whenever the enemy is against you. He is there to take charge. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to turn to Isaiah. This is not up there, guys. I want to turn to the book of Isaiah. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 45. I'm going to read a couple verses above. Where I'm going to go to 12 too, but I'm going to go to 5 and 6 first. Isaiah 45 and 5 and 6. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Somebody said, none else. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. He said, I girded you even though I didn't know you. You didn't know me. That they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west. And there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. He is the Lord of hosts. He is the captain, can I say, of the army. He's got things in control, and we need to listen to the captain. Come on. Hallelujah. Because he takes charge. He oversees us. Come on. Hallelujah. In battle, he's my stay. Verse 45, or Isaiah 45, verse 12. I have made the earth and created man upon it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens and all the host have I commanded. He said, I have commanded them. I have been in charge all along. Let me tell you, he's got got his hand on the knob of nature. Come on. There's not a storm comes without him. There's not a battle that shows up your door without him. Can I tell you that trial and blessing come hand in hand? They come arm in arm, the truth is. While trial is over here and he's working you over, Brother Terry. While you're having surgeries, while you're going through all this disappointment that you've had to deal with for the last two years without job, come on. Without money coming in, come on. Part of the time didn't know if it was going to get there or not, come on through the surgeries, wondering if you really needed them or not. Here you are, you're suffering through all of that and wondering how it's all going to turn out. He's there. Hallelujah. You don't have to fret. You don't have to worry. Come on, you don't have to worry. Hallelujah. He's there, he's in charge. Don't worry about it, it'll be all right. There'll be good come out of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number eleven. Last one. Jehovah Helon. H E L E Y O N. It means. Jehovah, Lord, Most High. Jehovah, Lord, Most High. Mark 5 and 7. And cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. devil even trying to pray in his name. If he recognizes who the Most High is, then we need to recognize him. He's God. There's not another like him. We need to recognize him for who he is. That he's able to take us through every last bit of trouble. All the pain, Sister Brenda, that you've been going through all these years. It's God that's brought you through that. You couldn't have made it alone. Sister Sharon, what you've come through, you couldn't have done it without God. Brother Terry, you'd have never done it without God. Sister Cox, without God, you'd have never made it through all the disappointments. Without God and without my precious wife, I had never made it through heart surgery. She was there 9 days. Maybe left once or twice just to go eat. When I come home it didn't change. She was there. When I laid down in that recliner she had to crank me back when I got when I got up she had to Crank me up. It broke me. I said, I don't know what i had done without you, dear. It's different getting out of a regular bed in one of them hospital beds after they do that. Try to set yourself up then without your feet reaching the floor. Can I tell you that he's the most high God? Most high. Acts 7 and verse number 48, and I'm closing. Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands. And as saith the prophet well if not in temples made with hands you know where that puts him? in our heart but Mason you can come this morning somehow I hope I've encouraged you that know how how much no matter how much you try to run yourself down and feel bad about who you are that God You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not a nobody. You're a somebody. God did not make a mistake in making you. He hand-made you. He made you unique. And He's still in control of your life today. The psalter is open this morning as we stand. There's something about the name. Thank you, Brother Andrew, Brother Brian. Thank you for helping me this morning. I feel like the Lord changed the course This morning of my teaching for a purpose. That he knew better than I did who was going to be here. And I feel like there's somebody that's in here. That all your life you've felt less than you really are. You've never really felt worthy. Worthy anything you've you've even guessed about your purpose in life why God made you I know that's saying pretty but I feel like there's some people in here this morning that need to say okay God I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come and lay myself on the altar before you this morning Lord I'm tired of trying to work all this out. It's there's times when I've come before God and I I've, I've laid down on my office floor prostrate before him and saying, God, there's no good in me. Lord, what good am I? What could I ever do for you, Lord? And somebody this morning he's talking to and telling you you're worth something. You're not forgotten about. Say, sing something this morning. Just, I want you to, if you've, if you've had, if, if you're in one of these gods that we've been dealing with this morning, one of these names has dealt with you this morning, I want you to come. And I want you, I want you to come and let, let us pray. Let's pray before the God today. Say, God, help me to believe, Lord. You spoke to me in all these names this morning. Lord, if I could just grab a hold, I could become a different person. Would you do that? Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.